You're listening to PlayStation Unchained. What's up, guys? Welcome to episode 98 of PlayStation Unchained. That's right, 98. We're almost at the magic. Woo! Yeah, party poppers everywhere, boys. Yeah. I'll just um, take the laptop outside for the fireworks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're going off here as well, <laughs> even though it's pouring with rain. I am your, as you can probably hear, that's Ben Shillable joining me um, as my co-host. And I, again, I, again, am your co-host, Mike Herodance, uh Back from uh, another hiatus, not by choice, though. I was ill. I had some really horrible gum problems, which I won't bore you with. And last week, I was away at the Golden Joystick Awards on the Friday night. And obviously, Saturday was Halloween. So I was out partying as Captain Jack Sparrow, <laughs> which Freaking awesome. I got stopped in the street. People asked to take my photo. I felt like a mini celebrity. So, you know, that was awesome. Although I was totally upstaged by, by my best mate, Tim, who went as a Nazgul, a friggin' Nazgul. He, even, he made the whole costume and he even made the gauntlets and the boots as well out of cardboard. But they looked like they were proper, like, iron forged. Oh, well. Brilliant, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, it's good to be back. Ben, uh, thank you for holding thought, so to speak. How have you been? Uh, not too bad, thank you. Oh. Um, it's good to have you. Uh, good to be back on the show again, guys. Um, yeah. And I say guys because myself and Ben are joined by our regular guest Gary Bagdasarov, who is going to be in and out on the on the podcast because he's at work. But I'm sure he'll chime in now and then. Uh, Gary, want to say hi? I do want to say hi. How's it going, guys? Um, not bad, thanks, man. Not bad. Much better now. I can actually talk without my gums hurting every five bloody seconds. So, yeah, good to be back <laughs> in the saddle. How have you been, Gary? Uh, been up to much? I've been pretty good. I've been pretty good. I've been really busy with a uh, few games uh, for review. So, uh, I haven't really had much time to play for pleasure, mostly for work. Uh, I know how that is, man. Yeah, um, I've been pretty busy as well with uh, a certain game, at least. So I'll get into that later. <laughs> Um, cool. Well, it's good to, it's just us three today, guys. So this should be quite an easy enough podcast. Not too many people chiming in because we tend to, <laughs> I remember what it's like when you've got four or sometimes five. It's like you open your mouth and about three other people speak at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> and then you, then you wait for someone else to speak because you, you stay, take a step back and no one speaks. So is that awkward <laughs> silence? <laughs> uh, okay, guys, um, we kick off with some news. Uh, PlayStation VR is quite hot right now. Uh, this one's quite interesting. Um, this is according to a, a thread on Reddit. Uh, this is compiled uh, by various members of the Reddit community. Uh, PlayStation VR has over 50 titles currently, currently in development for the device. Uh, it's, um, it should be noted that uh, some of the games are actually uh, tech demos. Obviously, there's quite a few of those, but uh, they're, they're counted as you know games that are planned for it because probably a lot of them are going to be actual releases at some point. I mean, we got that. Um, I think, please correct me if I'm wrong, on this i think that kitchen one that horror game that's a, a tech demo am i right is it i'm not sure if that's i think actual... it's a tech demo right now but i wouldn't be surprised if it turns right. into an actual game exactly yeah like a lot of the, the london heist is was a tech demo but yeah. now it's a game exactly yeah one of the better looking ones uh that's yeah. joined of course by until dawn rush of blood uh tekken 7 supports playstation vr uh, you've got, uh, not Quantic Dream, sorry, Media Molecules, Dreams, and Gran Turismo Sports. You should have heard um, my suggestions for Tekken 7 last week. Everyone went, everyone laughed and thought it was crazy. Oh, it was amazing. Podcast, so I'll say, don't tell me because I'm going to yeah. say, uh, yeah, yeah, I'll give that a listen when I'm working next week. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, 
this is PlayStation VR. I mean, it's out in the first quarter of next year. We don't have a price yet, but it's probably going to cost a couple of hundred quid. Cause I'm going to. I want to say two hundred and fifty pounds. They did say it would be near near a new um, games console, so that is that's a bit cheaper, but near it's still kind of approaching it. So that's well, that it depends on what the console you're looking at. Well, yeah, true. But, <laughs> the yeah, GameCube was what 150. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it depends what era, I suppose. But, yeah. uh, I'm um, sure that the Kinect was advertised also as a gaming platform when that is, came yeah. out, and that was 150. So oh well, there we go. Yeah, okay. gaming platform just means that the 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 games will be different than what you expected before. I don't think they meant they don't that mean, it would be uh, like yes, four or four hundred quid, three hundred yeah, quid. Yeah, I think they just meant the fact that it's a platform that the games will be. Yeah. You know, It'd yeah, be... I know what you mean. Yeah, it's yeah, it's not a game, but it's not a console. <laughs> yeah, it's not a console, but it's a platform for games. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and yeah, the games will have to be VR support to use it. So therefore, yeah. it is a. But I don't well, think they'll be aiming for like a four hundred pounds. No, no, God knows. I mean, PS3 <laughs> was pretty cheap by comparison because some consoles anyway. Sorry, PS4 when it came out. Not like PS3. I said, PS3. Like, no, that was fling, That was just ridiculous. That was five hundred and ninety-nine US dollars. Yeah, we won't go away. Five hundred pounds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean that two fifty sounds pretty good. Um, I have no idea. I probably won't be getting this straight away yeah. because of you know money and stuff. Yeah. But I'm intrigued by this, and it does sound like they got a lot of good support. So um, uh, one know. other thing to add in, sorry. Sony yeah, yeah, did. It, yeah. Sony did say they'll be selling it at a loss. They didn't. They did. Yeah, they said they'll oh, be. They oh, okay, right. Oh, so right. every unit will be sold. They'll be losing money on it. Well, that's usually the case for a lot of new hardware, yeah. anyway. Isn't but it? still, that kind of makes it more. Likely to be cheaper. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, um, oh, don't worry about that, Gary. <laughs> Gary just warned. If you do hear a vibrating noise, it's Gary's phone, which he can't turn off. So there we go. <laughs> or the vibration can't be turned off. Uh, <laughs> um, actually, speaking <laughs> of Gary, Gary, do you have anything to add about PlayStation VR? I mean, this is just general stuff. You can't really add much about the fifty games. I mean, cool. I guess is one word to describe it. Uh, any general thoughts on that? Um, I, I do think the 50 games is cool, but like you said, how many of them are actual just tech demos that they're calling games but really aren't? Um, but uh, I've, I've said this before, like with the price that they're, that rumors are they're going to charge for this thing, which yeah. is probably going to be the same price of a PS4, if not more, they better have a lot of games at launch and then more games that people are going to know it's going to be supported for. Because you're asking people for, to pay a lot of money for something yeah. that Sony hasn't exactly been, you know, the best at with, you know, new um, technologies and stuff. Like, they promised Move, you know, Move failed. 3D. Uh, 3D TVs <laughs> failed. Yeah. You know, so you, you really have to make sure that you're going to seriously support this thing. Well, I think that's a fear from a lot. A lot of the detractors are saying, you know, they've obviously they've had PlayStation Move, which uh, I don't think. I think PlayStation Move was successful in a way, but it, it definitely wasn't anywhere near as big as I don't think. Because let's face it, the Wii had been there. The Wii had done that, been there, yeah. done that, got the T-shirt. Um, so it wasn't really that. Got big. the sales. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, <laughs> exactly. Oh yeah, hell yeah, more than that. Um, it's it, it did all that, but um, it, it it was there. It didn't really set the world on fire, but it, it did to some extent, I guess. But um. 3D, I mean, yeah, 3D, I think they had focused on that for like six months to a year and then just didn't even mention it at the next E3. So, um, I mean, it was just this great big thing at one point, you know, oh, yeah, we're bundling Resistance 3 with a PlayStation TV, 3D yeah. TV or whatever, and then it just went away. But 
Um, like Ben said, well, hopefully it won't be that much money. I mean, that'd be crazy if it was a PS4 price or more. I, I really, I don't think it would be that much. Like, I reckon two 250 quid sounds, that would be good, as Ben yeah. said. But yeah, I agree. Hopefully they will have, you know, some really good games out and some, not only that, but hopefully they're, I think in this kind of case, when you're um, looking to buy something new and it's slightly unknown, I guess, it's stepping into a different territory with um, VR. I well, think it'd be good to have some things that are actually familiar. So hopefully hopefully yeah. they have some big name titles there as well. Beyond well, we already, we already know that we've got Tekken and Uncharted. I mean, Tekken, Tekken and Gran Turismo. Oh, yeah, but I mean a bit more than that. Like Maybe we're talking yeah. like Killzone, Grand, um, Grand, you know, Killzone or uh, yeah. other first-party games as well. You know, Well, well there's not that many more first-party games, is there, really? No, I know, but um, well, no, not just first party. I mean, like third party stuff as well, like bigger. You know, well, like some of I wouldn't be surprised if it, if we get more of them, especially if that unit does more than it seems to do. If it's actually, I wouldn't be surprised if they if they bundle it into the actual firmware, the you know, VR support. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if um, for the third party, all they have to do is like put a little bit of code in, like in remote play. Yeah, that would be pretty cool, actually. Very handy. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, especially as the, re- the little device you get with it. The reproduction box. Re- reprojection box, I think it is. Oh, which right. turns it from 60 hertz to 120 hertz. Um, yeah. I think yeah, developers won't have as much to do as they seem to think. Uh, people oh, seem to okay. think. I wouldn't be surprised if we see more. Even if they're just stupid features. Yeah, I can see nearly a lot of games supporting VR. Yeah, just for just because. Yeah, another <laughs> another big thing for me also is I think they really have to have games that are exclusive to VR. Like because yeah. if you release a whole bunch of games that just have already been out that now support VR, then it's not really a new game. It's just an added feature. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. It's like um, I'm trying to think of an example when something new comes out and they just retroact- retroactively sort of add it in via patch and stuff. Um, I'm trying to. Uh, and there was a good. I think. Um, yeah, I think with moving stuff, they kind of added this stuff in through updates or re-releases and stuff, and it yeah. didn't really do much. Well, like heavy rain, wasn't there? That's a- yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's a good thing. Yeah, I, I hope that it. Yeah, I agree. I think it'd be good if they actually build them from the ground up and not just have it as an afterthought. Like, hmm. Yeah, yeah, this this would be good with VR. Let's just sling that in with an update or whatever. I agree with I agree with that. Yeah, because then it's just it's just an added feature that probably isn't very tested very well, and most games probably won't run very well. Like we talk about Tekken Seven, like I can't imagine playing Tekken Seven in VR. Like, yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, <laughs> crazy. That would be destructive for me. <laughs> like, I'm trying like, to win. <laughs> you pick a character like Eddie Gordo, and you're just spinning around the whole time. How how are you going to play that game? Exactly. You know? <laughs> hey, hey! I'm looking forward to Dead or Alive in VR. That's going to be amazing. Oh, I bet. Yeah, I bet. Ever you? Uh, <laughs> ever you um, well, they already announced that Dead or Alive uh, Extreme Three, you know, the volleyball game. Yeah. Oh my god. That's, that's going to support yeah. VR. Uh, I'm not surprised. Oh Jesus! A whole bunch. Of, no, I'm not even going. Let's move on. Let's. <laughs> well, now you got Summer Lesson. That's the creepy game. By, yeah. Now, right. Have you heard about that one? Uh. N- yeah, I have. Yeah. <laughs> now, I think the VR game that I want, if, if they come up on E3 and just show this game as VR, then I will buy it there. <laughs> no Man's Sky. If they announce No Man's Sky with VR support, that's all I have to do is show that and then walk off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was, um, that, that... Oh, by the way, No Man's Sky is VR. Bye. 
<laughs> well, um, that's um, uh, cheers for that, guys. That was quite a, a nice little discussion, actually. Moving on now. Um, uh, the last, this is a story on the Last Guardian. Sony has admitted that it's been holding back footage on the game because it's a, sto- a heavy sto- uh, a story based game and doesn't really want to spoil too much, uh, which is understandable. Uh, this is uh, according to uh, Shihei Yoshida, who's the president of Sony Computer Entertainment Worldwide Studios. Uh, he says, I've got a quote for you here. Uh, Development is going well, but because it's about the story, we don't want to show too much. We wanted to show that it exists, it works, it runs. It's not like that we won't show anything before launch, but I think we were trying to limit what we show about the game. That's perfectly fine with me, even though, obviously, we haven't seen anything on the game for years up until just recently. Um, I I wouldn't want anything sport after all of that. Um, But I would like to see... As much I'm sure everyone else would like to see a little bit more. Yeah, show a puzzle or something. Stuff. Yeah, so some, one of the um, just you know, a kind of a, like a mate. You don't have to um, go into the story too. No, much. you could just have a puzzle section, like kind of what they had at E3. Yeah, exactly. It's like, a it's, generic it's, puzzle where he climbs a rock. Yeah, that'll do. Yeah, it shows it's there. Yeah, exactly. It does show. It's there. <laughs> just, just a small gameplay thing. How he could just be stroking the um, Griffin beast or whatever, patting it on the head, yeah. and I'm happy with that. But. Um, yeah. Thanks for waiting, Pat Pat. Yeah. <laughs> That's a lot. Yeah. Um, well, uh, Ben, I mean, you chimed in there anyway, but yeah. uh, anything else to add on this? Uh, add about this at all? Nah, that's about it, really. I just think, you know, yeah, it's understandable. They don't want to throw a story. Yeah. But it's been so long, they should show something. Yeah, well, they will at least. I mean, am I right <laughs> in saying the game is out next year? Have they said well. next year? Yeah, I think they said next year. Yeah, so well, so we okay. Well, obviously, touch wood, and you know, yeah, one second, touch wood. Yeah, believe it when I see it. But yeah, it's it is officially out in 2016. Now, if it supports VR, that'd be amazing. I was going to actually say, yeah, that would be pretty cool. Um, Gary, do you have anything to add about that if you're around at all? Uh, Yeah, um, I think it's a double-edged sword uh, in this situation because. I understand that you don't want to spoil a lot of the game for people, and I'm fine with that. Yeah. Um, you know, you can release screenshots at least. Like, I'm not saying show me videos, but show me yeah. some pretty screenshots. Um, but on the other hand, it's also bad because I think we've all learned from experience that the less of a game a company shows, that usually means it's not going to be a very good game. And yeah, that's um, that's something to think about. Um. I think if The Last Guardian would fail, you know, as in from a critical point of view, as if it was just like rubbish, I mean, <laughs> that would be, that would just be the biggest kind of disappointment ever, I think. I mean, after all that time. It'd be a new Duke Nukem forever. Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, exactly, yeah, that would be, that would go down Duke Nukem, for, Duke Nukem forever kind of style um, quality that would, uh, or lack of thereof. Um so yeah, I, I really hope that's not. Good. I know. I, I think it's just that they're keeping it gut close to their chest because of what he said. I, I, I really think. I do actually think that this game will be will be the dog's bollocks. If you allow me to say that. True. I don't <laughs> know. I'll have to ask Kevin. <laughs> yeah, also, that's also the weird thing is though Team Ico's games are all pretty much silent games. Yeah. Like there's hardly any dialogue. It's pretty much the stories unfolding in the animations and stuff. So. Yeah. If you show some random moment in the game, I'm pretty sure people aren't even going to know what the hell is going on. Yeah, yeah, that could be very. That, you could be onto something there, Gary. Yeah. <laughs> also, I find it funny that this it's just got a tradition of this because Ico was originally going to be on PS1 before it yeah. got cancelled and put on PS2. Yeah. Now the game that's been on PS3 has now been cancelled, put on PS4. 
Yeah. That's, so, um, that's... so whenever they announce a game, just think of it as next generation. <laughs> <laughs> and I was going to say, was didn't they? Um, did they skip an entire generation then? Yeah, they did. There was no. They did. Apart, apart from, from yeah, remaster collection. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, they, yeah, they skipped an entire console generation. Crazy. Yeah, but then again, so did Kingdom Hearts. Um, yeah. But so, Square um, Enix was technically still making games. Yeah. <laughs> well, Team Maiko haven't made anything. No, they, yeah, I mean, that's been a long last time, that is. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, well, um, I'm sure they'll show something, uh, probably won't be for a while, but maybe E3, something like that, depending hey. on But uh, there we go. Um, cool. Well, let's move on to another story now. Uh, I had to pick this one simply because it's still very much uh, on everyone's mind. Uh, this is uh, Konami has apparently started internal talks on a new Metal Gear Solid title. Uh, this is according to a, a report on a Japanese website, uh, Nikkei. I think I said that right. Uh, this was translated by Kotaku. Um, however, they said that uh, when we start development, a large scale investment will become necessary. Um, this is uh, not in any way confirming that Metal Gear Solid 6 or whatever it might be called is in development, but they are actually they are actively talking about it. Obviously, this goes this links into a whole bunch of stuff that's happened throughout this year with Hideo, Hideo Kojima uh, leaving Konami or being fired or whatever whatever happened with him. You know, and the Phantom Pain, Metal Gear Solid 5, the Phantom Pain being his last game in the series, which was a huge success. It's uh, it's um, Shipped 5 million copies since September 1st, which is a fantastic achievement. Uh, so when you look at it like that, it's still a moneymaker and one of Konami's tentpole franchises. And uh, there have actually been rumours, as a lot of you probably know, that they were going to move away from AAA game development. Yeah, uh, and make pachinko machines. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Make pachinko. Uh, how do you say it? Uh, I don't know. I, I just call it pachinko machines. I don't know how pachinko, it's actually said. Yeah, machines, yeah. Pachinko machines, those things, yeah. Um, and uh, apart from Pro Evolution Soccer, they weren't going to do any more AAA games. They've actually come out and denied that. And it would make sense. Metal Gear Solid being a AAA product, <laughs> it would make sense that they carry on with that because it is a major franchise and a moneymaker. But I'm... Um, I mean, I'm still getting over the whole Kojima is no longer involved with Konami Metal Gear Solid thing, let alone to contemplate the series actually being handed off to someone else. I going, but I, okay, you know what? Looking at it from this point of view, Silent Hill is a good example. Silent Hill was made by a Japanese team, Team Silent, who were brilliant at what they would, what they did. They made some great games. Silent Hill Two was undeniably the highlight. Then the series got palmed off to Western developers. And while they weren't all bad, I reviewed a lot of the Silent Hills from, made from Western companies. They weren't all bad. They had good, some good elements. I thought Downport was actually not bad at all. But they were nowhere near as good as the Team Silent and stuff. And I just think that Metal Gear Solid, it's, uh, it's far more nuanced than Silent Hill in certain respects, especially the plot. Even though Silent Hill is still complicated by some standards in terms of its... The, the kind of the atmosphere and the narrative, but Metal Gear Solid is just it. You know, it's look at its history and its narrative and everything. You, you really have to. Um, it's it's far more. It's it's just re- it's quite a comprehensive franchise to say the least. And I just I think that without Hideo Kojima, I just don't see how anyone could kind of like tap into that and replicate that kind of the, the, the narrative and the kind of like the core elements of the series. I mean, maybe from a gameplay perspective, they might be able to do something. Um, but I, I don't know. I'm just, like I said, I'm, I still find it very hard to contemplate right now. I, I just, I, especially from a narrative point of view, I, I'm just not too sure on that, but 
it hasn't been confirmed yet, but yeah, as I, I, uh, I really, um, I, I'm very, I, I just can't really think about that at the moment. It's just, well, you know, too soon, too soon. Uh, uh, Gary, how about you? What do you think? I mean, this would be quite an, um, an interesting topic, I imagine. Oh yeah, it's definitely a very interesting topic. I think it is too soon for them to start talking about a new Metal Gear. Yeah. Um, if they're talking now, then they probably already have a developer in mind to make it. Mm. Um, I don't think it's going to be made internally. I think they're going to give it to somebody else to do it. Outsource it, um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and honestly, there's really three things that they can do here. Yeah. Um, one, they either remake another Metal Gear, uh, maybe the original Metal Gear Solid, or but, even go back even further and remake the original Metal Gear and Metal Gear yeah. 2 Solid. Ben said that, didn't you, Ben, about yeah. remaking Metal Gear? Yeah. Yeah, that or um, they reboot the franchise. Uh, yeah, uh, the old and, reboot. Yeah, and redo it without Kojima. Um, let Kojima's franchise end, and somebody else can re- reset the franchise. Um, but honestly, I think the 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 direction they're going to go with is I think they're just going to do a sequel to uh, Metal Gear Rising: Revengeance, um, and they'll they'll let Platinum Games uh, make the sequel to that game. I think that's the direction they're going to go with the next Metal Gear, personally. That actually does make a lot of sense. Um, I, for some reason, forgot about uh, Metal Gear Rising. Um, that's, I uh... want to forget about it, but... <laughs> I like Metal Gear Rising. I know you did, Ben. A lot of people do. <laughs> I, just, I love the way Gary said that. I know you did, Ben. A lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> I think, why? <laughs> yeah. It wasn't a great game, but it was, it was a platinum game. My it's... mate loved it. He bought it round and it looked... I mean, I had played it. Um, I mean, I held my hands It up was like, free, I, wasn't it? On it Plus. Looked, it looked fun. It, oh, no. I, I, it was, this was before I got into Plus and stuff. Uh, um, it, it looked crazy. You know, it actually... Yeah. It looked like Devil May Cry if it was like a, a futuristic kind of game with no demons. Yeah. It, it really had that kind of Fast and Furious gameplay. But yeah, not Metal Gear. No, all. but it was, it was fun. Even though it wasn't a Metal Gear game, it was yeah. good. Well, Gary, yeah, just... see, that, that was my biggest problem with it, is it's canon to Metal Gear. Uh, like, it's part of the main Metal Gear Solid storyline. And it, it's just too... It doesn't fit in the Metal Gear Solid universe, you know? Yeah, Raiden did some crazy stuff in Metal Gear Solid 4, but the crazy stuff he did kind of made sense in that world. Whereas in this one, he's like suplexing Metal Gears and stuff. I'm like, really? <laughs> he got crushed by a submarine in Metal Gear Solid 4. He didn't suplex the submarine. But he can do it. He should have. That'd been amazing. He wanted to, though. You know he wanted to. <laughs> but he couldn't because it would have made more sense that, hey, he can't lift 10 tons. But yeah. here, apparently, he can. And that's I would love to see him suplex a submarine. That would be great. <laughs> uh, yeah, I hear what you're saying, Gary. I, I hear what you're saying. He um, should. I don't know what he should do. Is actually, he should grab the submarine and use it to smack a Metal Gear. Yeah, a battery rat. <laughs> yeah, like a no, like a baseball bat. A baseball bat. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah, I mean, he was he was a new, he was ridiculously strong. Raiden was for what he was. I mean, he looked half dead most of the time, and yet he was able to do all that kind of stuff. <laughs> Yeah, I still would have liked to see them go in and do what the original plan was and show how he became a cyborg rather than go into the future where the events of Metal Gear Solid 4 had already passed. 
Oh, is that what I was going to do then? They were going to show his origin. Yeah, did you know Kojima was making it eternally? With so, like it was being done by Kojima Productions. Yeah, but yeah. Kojima wasn't happy with the product, so he gave it to Platinum Games. But yeah, it was uh, supposed to take place um, before Metal Gear Solid Four and a little bit uh, during it. Oh, okay. Just so how he became a, a cyborg robot, like he is. Because reasons. Because <laughs> nano machines. <laughs> nano machines. That's how you explain everything. Nano machines. Yeah. Yeah. Like, how can Vamp survive get being survive being shot in the head? Nano machines. Nano machines. <laughs> Spoilers. Yeah. Okay. It's been like twelve years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Get with the program, that guy. How come Fortune could dodge bullets? Nano machines. machines yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. Cool. Um, thanks for that, Gary. Uh, ben, did you have anything to add on that at all? Not really. I, I, I expect either a sequel or a reboot, as Gary said. Yeah, reboots uh, are popular these days, so yeah, uh, it makes sense. But I would rather remaster Metal Gear 1 and Metal Gear 2. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah, I'm with you there, definitely. Yeah. I, will, I, I wouldn't mind them going back at this point and redoing yeah. that, definitely. Um, yeah, I, I'd have been more happy if it was Kojima still involved, because with his direction like can you imagine that fight with gray fox in the minefield if kojima was still making that game it oh, would have just been great incredible stuff yeah that would be it would be insane that would be amazing um moving on now uh, cheers for that guys uh this one's quite an interesting topic uh Sony has said that fans of shooting games are moving over to PlayStation 4 as their platform of choice. Uh, it's also said that it has high hopes for the performance of Star Wars Battlefront on PS4 this holiday season. Uh, this, is, uh, in, this is from an interview with MCV uh, with uh, Lauren Bradley, who is group marketing manager for PlayStation. Uh, she said, and I quote, This generation, the shooter audience is tending to switch over to PS4, so we've got high expectations for Star Wars Battlefront around both launch and into next year. Uh, she goes on to say, when we first saw the, uh, the Battlefront TV ad, I think everyone who asked suddenly had something in their eye. It really pulls on the heartstrings and celebrates nostalgia, which aligns well with PlayStation's 20th anniversary. Uh, that's cool about Star Wars Battlefront and all and everything, but the main thing here for me is the uh, quote about how the shooter audience are moving from uh, moving over to PS4. And while she doesn't say this, it's blatantly obvious she's saying moving from Xbox One to PS4, because we all know that Xbox has had a long-standing association with shooting games. Like with shooty, shooty, Duty. bang, bangs. Yeah, shooty, bang, bangs, yeah, with um, yeah. Call of Duty. That has always been the... Pla- when, you think, when you think of Call of Duty, or it, it, at least before this year, the last couple of years, you've always thought of Xbox. It's always yeah. been advertised like that, Xbox, Call of Duty. And it is true, a lot of the shooting games tend to be Xbox fans, because, you know, it's you just... It, I don't know why it's worked out that way, it just seems to have um, done that, but... With obviously this year we've seen Call of Duty partner with PlayStation for the DLC now, which is uh, which Microsoft have had for like what maybe five five years or something I think like so. that. Yeah, for a long time. So the gears do seem to be shifting, and that's obviously something to do. With, that obviously comes part and parcel with the fact that PS4 is winning currently winning in the console race with Xbox One. So it's not surprising really, but that's interesting to see that um, so, uh, Sony is. They are kind of stealing that kind of market share from uh, Microsoft in terms of a shooter, uh, in terms of um, fans of shooting games and everything. So uh, I can't say I'm one of them. I don't mind shooting games. I like Destiny, but I don't really play Call of Duty anymore. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, I, I guess that's that's really cool. Good for PlayStation. Um, I'm not like I said, I'm not a massive fan of shooter, but that's an interesting uh, tidbit there. Uh, ben, what do you have to say about that? Ah, uh, I don't know really. To be honest, I think the one of the reasons why Call of Duty probably left Xbox this year, especially, was because they got Halo, and they've got the Tomb Raider thing, so they don't want to yeah. be competing with themselves because if they want to push Halo, because they want to make Halo and uh, what do you call it? Um, and oh, no MLG, yeah, MLG game esports. Yeah. Um, and Call of Duty already is an esport game, and they want to push yeah. Halo to be an esport game. Oh, of course, yeah, Halo, massive, yeah, like uh, Halo play. Five came out recently. Yeah. Well, they're not going to advertise Call of Duty and have people not play their Halo game. Yeah, yeah. I can, uh, that's the reason why I think Sony has the Call of Duty license now. Anyway, apart from that, um, yeah, you can see quite a few... That's only because, of course, there's going to be more PS4 owners playing shoot games. Because there's more PS4 owners. Yeah, exactly. And um, actually, I just wanted to add as well that um, also, um, not just Call of Duty, but uh, Destiny had some PlayStation um, exclusive content for a year, didn't it? So that obviously helps. They had uh, the maps and uh, some weapons and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, that all helps. So um, yeah. yeah. PlayStation is the biggest selling console right now. Even if only 10% buy shooting games, that would still be 10% 10 more than the Xbox would be buying. Yeah. So, yeah, I can see that being one of the reasons it's the market leader. It it makes sense that it's selling more. You know, RPG games are selling more on PlayStation. All games are selling more on PlayStation. So are Ubisoft's as well. Yeah. Ubisoft said that uh, their uh, PS4 games, uh, they're selling more PS4 games than Xbox One games, uh, not including PC, of course, yeah. which are doing very well. So, yeah. Uh, Gary, do you have anything to add about that at all, if you're there? Uh, yeah, my answer is a little more simple. Um, I just think that the reason Call of Duty went to PlayStation is, like you guys just said, there's more money to be made in PlayStation right now than Microsoft. Yeah, and more money. Because they went there. <laughs> if yeah. Microsoft still had the had a lead, then they would have stuck with Microsoft. Yeah. Um, the other thing, um, I'm happy for Sony, but I'm not happy for myself and my fellow gamers because now we are the ones who have to listen to the 12 year old assholes who just talk to <laughs> I knew that was coming. I hope. Yeah, that, I was hoping someone would say that. Actually, bloody true. Bloody true. See, that's where party chat comes in. <laughs> Very good point. Very good point. Yeah. Very good point. But still, like, just make a party like, chat with yourself so you can't hear anyone. And you're gonna get these angry messages from twelve year old kids. Your mum, you suck. Your mum, yeah, and all this. I used to get that when I was <laughs> Tekken, let alone bloody Call of Duty. I'd beat someone and they call me, "Oh, you're a noob, you scrub," and it'll throw noob and all this other pointless crap. It's like, go home, you silly man. Man child. Know. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Actually, that is good, man. Child, very, very true. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, that's the reason Halo never made it to the esports. Only twelve-year-olds, man. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I, I, I like my Halos. Ben, I know you do. I like the campaign. <laughs> shall we say? I don't like. I hate the multiplayer. No, um, I enjoyed uh, my experience with Halo is Limited, but I enjoyed yeah. 1 and what little I played yeah. in 2, but sadly I never got further because my yeah. 360 kept crashing the original Xbox disc that I had, yeah. so 
but obviously there's the Master Chief Collection now, but yeah. I don't have an Xbox One yet. But um, yeah. I, I'd be lying if I said I didn't want to finish the campaigns. I, I yeah, really I used was. to play the campaign split screen with mates. Cool. Oh, oh wicked. They're co-op, that, that, are they? Well, the old ones were, yeah. Oh, that's cool. That's why I used to like them, because you could do the whole campaign in co-op. Oh, nice. Yeah, Halo 5 doesn't support co-op campaign, though. Oh. Well, should we say. Yeah. Oh, that sounds pretty good. Um, cool. Uh, any guys, do you have anything to add on that story before I move on? Because I've got another story lined up. Nope, I'm fine. Wicked. Okay, I was a bit worried there. <laughs> yeah, I thought you were about to say something. <laughs> oh right, yeah, yeah, good. That, oh yeah, that silence again. Not a mention. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, this one. I think we can all have something to say about this. Uh, Naughty Dog has admitted that it has no idea what we're going to do with Uncharted 4 single-player DLC. Uh, this is, of course, in reference to the uh, confirmed. Uh, campaign DLC that they're planning to release uh, at some point after the game comes out. Uh, this is during an interview with GameSpot uh, with uh, Naughty Dog's Arnim, um, sorry, Arn Meyer. Got Mia. I probably butchered his name. I'm really sorry about that. So many people <laughs> in the industry have very odd names. But, but, uh, where's Jack and Bob and Mike or someone like that? <laughs> oh dear. Sorry. Um, he said, uh, yeah, he said, I quote, uh, I was talking with Neil Druckmann, who's the game director, about a month ago uh, that, uh, when that was just revealed and reading all the stories and fan reactions about it. It was interesting because we are, cause people are thinking maybe we'll, do ho- maybe we'll hold back some of the story or stuff like that. But he's like, I have no idea what we're going to do with that. We're so busy on the actual game. And I was talking to him and saying that we're taking a big risk here because we have no idea what we're going to do yet. We've committed to putting something together and it has to be a high level of quality and have a really engaging story. And we've said that this is the final chapter. We have all these things that we need to resolve at some point, but we have no idea what that is. So there we go. Uh, Yeah, there is no details at all on this and they have no idea what they're even going to do yet. So it's obviously still on the in the drawing board stages. Um, Personally, I'm quite intrigued about single-player DLC in Uncharted. I'm a big fan of uh, single-player DLC. I like that kind of stuff, cause, mainly because I'm not a multiplayer guy. But The Last of Us is, was really good. I thought it worked really well. That's left behind for no one, uh, people who haven't played it. Uh, go and try it. It's awesome. So I'm, I'll be interested to see what happens here. Um, I'm quite interested because this is meant to be the final one, uh, game, at least for Nathan Drake. I'm kind of interested. Uh, like, kind of like I said, um, are they going to be holding back kind of like the big payoffs of a story DLC or is it going to be something different? Like, let's just say, and this is just all speculation on my part. This is just no spoilers. This is just, let's say that Drake dies at the end of Uncharted 4. Will the single player DLC then be set before Uncharted 4 or will it be set afterwards, in which case we'll play as someone else? Maybe maybe we'll be able to play as Victor Sullivan or even Elena. You know, that's something that they could do a bit of a different path I can take. So I'm interested to see what they do about that. Um, I definitely am. Um, Gary, what about you? Um, I think this is terrible news, actually. Um, I think this is the second week. This is the second week in a row that Naughty Dog probably should not have made any statements about any of their announcements. Um, last year, they, they angered some people with... Uh, uncharted multiplayer frames per second story we all know how frames per second affects people these days ah um, frames p's per second <laughs> oh well, you mean the uh, 900p uh 60 frames per second for the multiplayer yeah, yeah. a single player campaign is 30 frames per second how people... can we play without those 180p's 
Oh. Yeah, really, people were actually upset about that. I, oh, I, 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 I don't want to get too too round here, but I really couldn't give a rat's ass about the frame rate. I'm sure it will look and play great, but sorry, carry on, dude. Yeah, and now you have this. It's like, how are you going to announce that the game is going to have single player DLC and not even have it like in the on the drawing board? You're not even thinking about it. Like, why would you announce something if it's not even in the pipeline? It's it's very confusing to me. I think that, what that... they've done is they've um I think what it is um they've they've like I mean I don't know how game development works. Which is just, I presume they've had they've laid out their plans for Uncharted Four and they made the de- they made the decision and the commitment and the budget or whatever to say okay we're going to have single player DLC for this but we're working on the main game now and we won't we we will work on this at a later date. I think that's basically basically what they're saying. That at the moment they are like they're working on the on the game. They're so busy with that that this the next part isn't coming until after it's out. So they made that commitment, but they're not at a stage where they can actually plan anything out yet because they're too busy with the main game. If that makes sense. Yeah, but see, that's where the problem is. Like you make the commitment, and yeah. what if you can't deliver on that commitment? Wow, that's, I think that's what they're worried about. <laughs> yeah, I think that's why. Especially they're... like if the game launches and people like buy the season pass if it has a season pass, and that that season pass isn't gonna give them what they promised to them that it was gonna have. You know, that's a huge problem. Another well, issue is if if you you're working on the game and you're trying to get it done, and then you announce this DLC. Um, I'm pretty sure, like on the in the back of your head, you're going through a lot of stuff in the single player game, and you're like, "Hey, you know, we can't really get this to work in the game right now. Let's cut it, finish the game with the stuff that's working, and then release this section as DLC later." You know, it's like I'm pretty sure in the back of their minds right now, there's all they're going through the game, they're looking at some scenarios, and they're like. You know, let's cut this section and release it as DLC so that the game will flow better or something like that. Oh, you Gary, know? you're so cynical. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. No, just to get the game and get the game released on time, you know? Yeah, like, I, I we know all, what you're saying. Things get cut from games all the time. Yeah. And a lot of developers are always sad, you know? Oh, we love this, but we had to cut it. Well, Shall I tell and you something? Should I tell you what I hope? I hope it will be a I hope it will be a Bioshock Infinite ca- um, case where they announced that they will be having some campaign DLC, single player DLC. Well, obviously it's single player only, but you know some story based DLC, and they made that commitment to it. They didn't talk about it for a while while the game was in development, and then they talked about it afterwards and they made that commitment and lived up to it. That's what I hope will happen with Uncharted Four, just for the record. Yeah, so, so do would, I. I personally yeah. still think they'll do a prequel story. And where you where you'll play with Nathan Drake's brother? Yeah, I, he's in the game. Oh, of course, yeah, oh, Sam Drake. Yeah, yeah, but we we had no idea he actually had a brother until this game. So yeah. they'll probably there do a like prequel DLC to kind of flesh out his story. Yeah, I'm kind of like did with Last of Us as well, where they gave you that prequel DLC. Yeah, the Left Behind DLC. They'll probably do the same thing here. Yeah. Uh, ben, uh, your turn, buddy. Uh, same thing. I think it'll yep. be a prequel-based DLC. Prequel. You don't reckon it'll be set afterwards? Nah. Else? Okay. Nah, but I, I know it'll probably be about Drake's brother. But I yep. think all of us can agree 100% that it should be about Sully. Should oh, wow, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm Solomon. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it should end it, with the church thing. Sully and Chloe as yeah. the team. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. It should end with this. This remember he talked about having a you know a, uh, you know what in the church. Oh yeah, you were. Oh, and that yeah. should be the end of the DLC. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it just okay. ends with him walking into the church with someone. Come on, but you can't say that and not have a quote as well. It's like yeah, uh, oh yeah. damn, I'm sweating like a hooker in church. You want yeah. a hooker in church? Why not? <laughs> <laughs> That's what it should end with, though. That yeah, bit in the church, yeah. Just oh, him God. taking the hooker into church, and then it, it just goes <laughs> the end? Question mark. Question mark yeah. <laughs> uh, um, okay, uh, moving on now to the uh, our final news story. Um, I actually uh, put, put this up just a couple of hours ago. Actually, um, it was a pretty good one, uh, worth doing. Uh, Take Two has announced that um, it's working on new games from established franchises and new IP. Obviously, this is going to fuel rumours about uh, a certain Red Dead Redemption 2, among others. Uh, this was uh, revealed during its uh, recent conference call overnight. Uh, uh, Carl Schlethoff uh, uh, commented, I quote, Our worldwide development teams are working on numerous unannounced projects, including new intellectual pro- uh, properties and offerings from our established franchises. Uh, what's more interesting, however, is that uh, Stroll Zelnick, who is Take-Two's chief operating officer, a.k.a. CEO, confirmed that at least one of the new games will be released next year. He didn't say, however, if this will be a new uh, a new game in the sense that it will be a new IP or a sequel to an existing franchise, but at least one of those games that they have in the works will be released next year, uh, which is considering how many games, uh, how many franchises they do have isn't surprising. But the question is, what will they be bringing? I mean, obviously we can speculate till the cows come home to about new IP, but... In terms of established franchises, uh, under the Take-Two umbrella, we have things such as Red Dead Redemption, there's Bioshock, there's Borderlands, and there's Grand Theft Auto. I mean... Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, Take-Two, yeah, Borderlands. Yeah, Take-Two, yeah. Um, I tend to forget that, but it is all under one umbrella. Um, There's more as well. I can't remember at this point, but uh, those are massive franchises. I think we could rule out Grand Theft Auto at this point. But um, I would personally like, and again, this is speculation, I would love to see a new Bioshock game because I would like to see what happens with... I, li- I wouldn't like to think the franchise is dead after Rational Games folded, but um, okay. Red Dead Redemption Two is a must. Obviously, I mean it's Red Dead. Uh, that's been it's been five years, over five years now since the first game came out, or rather, technically the second Red Dead Revolver. Did Red he? Did you say he said it would be released next year or announced next year? Uh, one of the one of the new games, at least one new game, will be out next year. Not announced. It will be released next year. Uh, so we I don't think it'd be Red Dead then, because. Yeah, well, that's yeah. Uh, that it might be announced, but yeah, it might not be out. It probably be. I reckon it'd be a new new IP. I reckon it'd be a tabletop new IP. tennis 2016. All that, yeah. <laughs> but um, <I laughs> technically, that's a mate. That's a franchise they've had before. Yeah. Um. Well, I don't know. Borderland, the new Borderlands is a development, but that might be too early for next year. But oh yeah, um, they've I, got watch it next year. Battleborn. Battleborn is. Oh yeah, of course, Gearbox of Battleborn, which has actually been delayed till May, coincidentally. Um, yeah. Uh, just to throw that out there. But yeah, I think everyone is looking forward to a new Red Dead Redemption, and I'm sure it will happen at one point. It's certainly been long enough, but um, I think it, I think we're on middle ground here. I think GTA is well too early, way too yeah. early, not going to happen. Red Dead Redemption is the not-too-distant future, I think, but I think it's more likely to be a new IP next year, or um, new IP next year, but in terms of Another game in an established franchise. We know Borderlands is coming. I would like to say Bioshock. Not for next yeah. year, but I would like to say they are working on a new Bioshock. But who, um, you know, what, what form it will take or who it's being made by is anyone's guess. But um, I would love to see an announcement for Red Dead Redemption 2 next year, but I really would. But uh, 
that's just me. Um, or I mean, they, it could be they could be resurrecting an older IP. I mean, there's uh, Bully, for example. They've talked about. Uh, yeah. They've said never say never and uh, never say never for a bully too. So who knows? Um, but I thought there was go. a bully too. I guess not. No, there wasn't a bully too. Oh wow! Well. No, there wasn't. I was just thinking of the remake. All oh, right, no, yeah, there yeah. was that, but yeah. Um, so um, yeah, uh, Ben, what would you like to see? What do you think is more likely? Well, I don't think we'll see Red Dead next year or Bioshock. No. They're too no. big a game to announce and release in the same year. Yeah. Um. um Bully, maybe, actually, to be honest. Mm, that's that's uh, a shot in the dark. <laughs> bully, too much to handle. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> maybe he'll be in college this time, because he was yeah. in school, wasn't he? So. Um, but, yeah, I'm not sure where else, because Gearbox is busy with um, Battleborn. That's I don't cool. think they'll have time to release Borderlands in the same year. What other franchises are there under Take Two, though? I know there's more there that that are big name ones. I just can't seem to think. Don't think they're that many big name games, really. Is it those four? Is it mainly? Yeah. I don't know to be honest, because Ge- Gearbox is mainly. Yeah, but Gearbox is Rockstar. Um, yeah, I think it is. You know, like Bioshock, Borderlands, Grand Theft Auto. Oh, Red- they've got Duke Nukem as well. Well, don't oh, they? Yeah, Duke Nukem. Yeah, although um, it says Max Payne. I don't know oh, if they still got yeah, them. Max Payne, yeah, Max Payne. Hmm. Max Payne three was. Um, um, so and they've got Midnight Club. Midnight Club, yeah, that hasn't been there. Um, seen for a while. What about La Noir? Don't know if they actually own that, do they? I'm not sure. That was Team Bondi, but it was Rockstar. They do own the license to La Noir. Okay, yeah. so well, they've also got the horror of something, something as well. Then oh, horror of the Orient. Yeah. Yes. Or of the Orient, yeah, that was it? Yeah, that could be. That could, and that's a new IP. That could very well be. Um, yeah, that may be next year. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, that's um, that'd be interesting actually. Um, or it could be a sequel to. Let's find a random game that makes no sense. Um, table tennis, like you said. Airport Tycoon <laughs> by Take Two. Airport Tycoon. Oh, no, Hell a Cyberpunk Thriller. There we go. It oh, could okay. be a sequel to Hell a Cyberpunk Thriller. It came out in 1994, so it might be a sequel. I need one. Oh, all that, yeah. <laughs> bit, of a, bit of a wild one there. Oh, but. I didn't know they did Lemmings. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm looking at a list of Take-Two games. Lemmings, 1991. Oh, wow, God. <laughs> uh, Gary, what do you think? Um, I'm actually really excited to see what they show up. Um, I'm hoping, uh, I'm always happy for new IPs. Yeah. I'm even more happy if it's a new IP from Rockstar. Because Rockstar always delivers, in my opinion. Um, yeah. So if it's yeah. a new IP from them, I'll be really happy about that. Um, as far as Red Dead, quite honestly, I don't see a new Red Dead until probably 2017. Maybe so even two, 2018. So two, three years then. Yeah, simply because GTA Five is still going so strong, especially in the multiplayer department. Yeah, they don't said- want to they don't want to split the player base between those two games, in my opinion. Um, so as long as GTA Five is still going strong, I don't think we'll see a Red Dead. Yeah. Um, I, I do hope there is going to be another Max Payne, because Max Payne 3 is one of my favorite shooters of all time. Yeah. Uh, absolutely love that franchise in general. Um, I would love a new Max Payne. Definitely would love a new Max Payne. Um, but honestly... Um, 
I think we'll see Borderlands 3 announced next year, maybe even at the PlayStation Experience in, in December. I wouldn't be surprised about that. When you say announced, do you mean like a formal reveal where we see something? Because we know it is technically has been announced that it's in development. We'll probably see like a, a CG trailer or something. Oh, like right. That. Yeah. Okay. Cool. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Um, and probably with an announcement of like release date coming fall. They won't give you the release date, but they'll say fall or holiday, whatever. Cool. Um, holiday 2018. <laughs> <laughs> um, as far as a new Bioshock, I highly doubt it. Um, we might see Ken Levine's new game, um, but it's not going to be a Bioshock game, unfortunately. No, yeah, we no. get the Bioshock collection, which has been rumored for. A while oh, now. I would love... I know that people groan at remasters, but I would love to see that. I would so love to have those games on PS4. Because I never played the second one as well. I would love to have all three. Well, it was leaked, yeah, wasn't it? Well, but... Yeah, there's the leak of, yeah. of it coming out this holiday season, actually, but nothing's been announced yet. Yeah, I'm a bit... Yeah, yeah I'm not really sure what's um, happening with that. But I wouldn't be surprised if, if they actually reveal that uh, for next year and just bundle the three games into one and release them on the PS4 and Xbox One. Um, but yeah, just like like I said, um, a new IP from Rockstar would be, ga- would be great. Uh, the horror of the Orion, I highly doubt we'll ever see that game, actually. Um, I don't even think Rockstar is publishing that. That's a Team Soho game. And from what I remember, they, they had a very sour relationship towards the end of... Uh, development of LA Noir, so I highly doubt that uh, we'll see that game from two from take two. Um but yeah I don't think they'll go back to LA Noir anytime soon either. Um, oh that's a shame. <laughs> yeah I, I just don't know. Uh yeah, GTA is going too strong. We might see actually you know I wouldn't be surprised if we got a new manhunt. Oh god manhunt yeah <laughs> Yeah, I, I actually would not be surprised if we got a new Manhunt because Manhunt, when it came out, was very controversial because of that time, you know. Yeah. But now there's so many more violent games, so many more violent movies that it might just actually be able to come out and just be fine in, in this day and age. Um, I would not be surprised if, if they announced a new Manhunt game. Yeah. That's some good uh, suggestions there, Gary, actually. Yeah, nice. I forgot all about Manhunt, to be honest. Um Cool. Uh, ben, uh, did you have anything, um, any, any other news to talk about that I've missed? Any kind of stuff that you wanted to mention, Final Fantasy maybe or something? Uh, well, Final Fantasy XIV is going to patch next week. Yeah. Uh, there'll be a Final Fantasy XI event starting on fourteen because right. the servers for eleven are finally being shut down on PS2 and Xbox 360. All right. Uh, and they're finishing the story of the online game for good for eleven. Um, which will be about, I think it's 40 years since it started. Oh, wow. So, yeah. Um, anyway, apart from that, they someone found a prototype Super Nintendo PlayStation console a while back. Uh, this oh, was wow. a... a pro, uh, there was only 200 made. Mm-hmm. A guy found it in his attic. Well, um, how, how did it get there? Uh, he purchased um, some of the boxes of event stuff that yeah the play event was shutting down. Oh right, okay. So he purchased a load of boxes for about sixty five dollars. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> and what? put them in his attic. And then his son had written like uh, his uh, people were talking about on Reddit. 
and yeah. his son had he said oh, my dad has that they're like <laughs> like he does yeah. anyway he went, he went to his dad's went to the search for the attic and yeah he had one uh, oh my god Sony the Nintendo Playstation uh, it has a, a, a normal cartridge and a CD drive uh, the CD drive doesn't work from what we can tell but yeah. it wouldn't matter if it did or not there's no games Oh, wow. But yeah, he took a picture of it. He got offered $40,000 for it. But he turned the money down, saying that it's going to go in a museum in the future. Oh, respect. Nice. Personally, I would have said, like, uh, yeah, give me me 100 grand and we'll maybe talk about it. Yeah, I would have gone up a bit higher. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Actually, if Nintendo wanted to, they can just take it from him with legal action. Because technically he's not supposed to own it in any way or capacity. Oh, that's true, yeah. So if Nintendo wanted, they can be like, hey, here's our lawyer, you have to give that to us right now, or you're going to prison. And that's that. (laughs) Should have stayed quiet, then. (laughs) But anyway, so yeah, he showed off it play Mega Man 5. So yeah. Uh, Apart from that now, that's about it. Oh, well, that was actually really interesting. Oh, dear. Um, cool. Well, um, let's move on now to, uh, since we cover news and stuff, let's uh, just switch over to reviews. Oh, and the fireworks seem to have stopped um, Ben, I believe you did Life is Strange last week, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Uh, right. Where did we get up to? Um Oh, you did Just Dance as well. Yeah. Yeah. One week ago, four days ago. Um, I'll just start with where it says, um, obviously, one week ago was the thing. I'll start from four days ago, because that's, obviously, you recorded it, it on Sunday, didn't you? So um, Yeah, we did. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, did, you didn't... Do, oh, no, of course you couldn't have done it anyway. Um, right, let's kick off with... Um, Tales from the Borderlands Season One review. This is a re- uh, this is a recap of all five episodes. So we're giving it an overall score. This is by John Paul Jones, JP. Uh, he gave us a nine out of ten. This is for the whole series. This is uh, he summarised. With Tales from the Borderlands, Telltale Games has struck gold. Easily, the, easily its best effort since the first. Uh, the first season of The Walking Dead, Tales marries the series, cheeky humour and laugh out and laugh out laughs with some properly touching and poignant moments. This is as essential as it gets. Uh, uh, he wrote uh, brilliant spot on writing, uh, charismatic and tremendously well acted cast of characters, and some of the most inventive action sequences Telltale has ever done. Uh, negatives include um, the Asian game uh, game engine still suffers from occasional technical hiccups, and some might balk up the recycling of Telltale's interactive adventure template. Uh, but there we go, a nine out of ten for that, and that's for all five episodes. So essential, in other words. And for some stupid reason, I've just gone to Google Maps. I have no idea why. Um, <laughs> You're searching so, for the next review. Yeah, searching for the next review. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. Um, yeah. Sorry about that, folks. <laughs> totally derailed there. Um, next up, we have Tales of Zestiria. Zestiria. This is by Timothy Nunes. Uh, this is another Japanese role-playing game. Uh, this wasn't announced that long ago, to my knowledge. Maybe it's just because time goes so quickly for me. But there we go. Um, yeah, uh, I'll just scroll down the page here. 
uh, I really, as I keep saying this every time, but I do miss that button where it said just to go to score. <laughs> he gave us an eight out of ten. I summarised: Towns of Hysteria is a success in all the right ways. Combat has the potential to compete in the, inter- in the intricacies of any fighter out there, despite the minor camera issues. Character development is awkward, but the depth is there to compete against some of the most complex RPGs in gaming history. Uh, the plus points include wonderful combat, exploration is rewarding, and the well-written characters. Um, however, the negatives include Tenkachi camera. Did I say that right? Tenkachi. Tenkachai camera. I, I have no idea what the hell that is, but there we go. It's bad. It's bad. It's bad. Uh, <laughs> the cumbersome character development and the last-gen graphics. Uh, that's an 8 out of 10 for Towser's Hysteria. Next up, we have... Ooh! I'm actually reading out one of mine for once. Way! It's Syndicate Review by some <laughs> chump called Mike Harridans. <laughs> um, I know what I gave this already. I gave this an 8 out of 10. Uh, and this has got uh, mixed reviews, apparently, so... Uh, there we are. Um, oh, I've got some. Oh, okay. Someone was agreeing with what I've said. I thought it was trolling me, but it wasn't. <laughs> but yeah, I gave us an eight out of ten. Um, I was actually a little hesitant about this game because it had actually got some rather bad reviews. Um, which is um, after playing it, I was a little surprised at some of the uh, more negative ones. Um, I summarised, despite, it flaw- despite its flaws, Assassin's Creed Syndicate is a great action-adventure rock feature and a stunning backdrop in 1860s London and a brilliant cast of colourful characters. Uh, the plus points I said were uh, the fact that London is huge and looks amazing. Uh, Jacob and E.V. Fry are some of the best characters the series has produced. Uh, and stealth is solid and there's heaps of varied missions to tackle. Uh, however, negatives include combat system can prove messy and repetitive, uh, some issues with controls, and some minor technical hiccups. I think that latter one is something we've all come to expect from Assassin's Creed. Um, because I've played this game, obviously, I can actually chime in on this for once. I did enjoy this game. I don't think it deserves some of the criticism it's got. I don't understand how uh, a certain site could give it a 5 out of 10, which is a shame because I know the guy. I've met him in real life, and he's a really nice bloke. But I don't. I find it hard to believe he could give it such a low score. Um, it's not as bad as people make out at all. It's um, um, it doesn't feel archaic in my point of view. It's the, the graphics are great. Um, the, the city of London is brilliant. There's so much to do in it. You really get a lot of bang for your buck. There's plenty of content, even without any multiplayer elements at all. There's tons of stuff to do. The combat I was really hit and miss with. I think it looks good. It's really visceral. The finishing moves are great, but it's it tries to be Batman, but it just lacks the kind of um, finesse of batman's combat even though that was quite brutal and stuff it did have a kind of finesse about it this is just it's too button mashy you just and especially when you're going up against the uh tougher characters they literally take dozens and dozens of hits and you're just sit standing there just smacking them with like you're not punching them you're using like knuckle dusters knives um large you know really really sharp bladed weapons in some cases not swords but you know large knives and daggers uh, canes and stuff, cane swords, and you're just there smacking them and punching them and headbutting them against walls and stuff, and they just they're like, oh, 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 you know, juggling around like bloody rag dolls and just not going down. And it's just like it's like what the hell? And then you come up against more than one person, you know. Sometimes you're four or five, even more people, and you just smack them around, dodge someone, smack them about. Dodge the original guy, smack him about a bit. It's just, oh, it just becomes incredibly, like, kind of, like, repetitive. And it looks really messy at times. But it's not enough to detract from your experience. And, you know, when you do level up, it becomes much more bearable. And 
when you're going against single opponents and stuff, it's not too bad. But yeah, <laughs> it, is, it was hit and miss. Uh, the controls aren't perfect still, but apart from that, I was really impressed. And definitely, I can say unequivocally, Jacob and Evie are definitely some of the best characters that the series has seen. They are brilliant. They're up there with Ezio and Edward, in my opinion. They're, they're really, really good. I'm usually quite... I'm not as harsh on people like Connor and Altair as some people are. I think everyone's got their plus points. But in terms of the weaker characters, these are not weak. They, these do not rank among them. They're definitely, they're definitely up there with some of the best. Um, and I found the stealth to be really, really good as well. Definitely. Um, but yeah, that's my uh, thoughts on Assassin's Creed Syndicate. Uh, ben, I know you've played it. Um, yeah. what did you of it? Oh, the game was good. But the ending was rubbish. Oh, I haven't completed it yet. So, you haven't? Um, I, yeah, and in case well. anyone wonders, I have, I played a, a shit ton of a game, I just didn't see the ending, so... Uh, uh, it's, uh, I spoiled it, then it's rubbish. Okay, alright, well... Uh, but that's what I'm going to say. No, cheers for that. I'm glad you like the game, though, because... um. Yeah, I've, I've traded it in, but I like I beat uh, it. Gary, did you play it at all? Wait, you're not a fan of Assassin's Creed, are you? Uh, I am a fan, so... Well, not anymore, but... Uh, no, I haven't played this one. Cool. Okay. Well, you might like it because it's British, Gary, and I know you like British people, um, <laughs> Brit things. So try and give it a go if you can, or at least maybe rent it or something, or borrow it off a mate. Uh, okay. Next up, we have Minecraft Story Mode Episode Two: Assembly Required. Um, wow. Uh, too short to go anywhere. Story rise. Uh, lack of genuine peril and devoid of character development. Assembly Required is easily the weakest episode of a Telltale's. Telltale series post Walking Dead. The world it exists and continues to shine, but anything original flounders. Uh, as I said, five out of ten. Uh, plus points. A meaningful branching story thread. Uh, Rebune is a Rebune is a delight. I'm not quite sure what that means. Um, obviously, a Minecraft specific feature. Uh, the world of Minecraft is great. Uh, negatives, however, uh, the disappointingly short lived uh, lack of character development. And the plot going no is going nowhere currently, which obviously isn't good when you're trying to tell a story. Uh, this was by Neil Bolt, um, Mr. Lightning Bolt himself. Uh, next up, we have... Damn, we seem to have a lot of reviews lately. This is good. I like it. Next up, we have WWE 2K16 by Gary Bagdesarov, funnily enough. Gary, your time to shine in the spotlight, buddy. Um, you gave this a... Uh, 7.5 out of 10. Uh, this was presumably on PS4, right? Yes. Cool. Uh, you said for the final word, an improvement over last year's WWE 2K15. 2K16 still isn't perfect, but it introduces a brilliant roster, an immersive showcase mode, and plenty of match types to get hot and sweaty with. Very nice. Um, uh, your plus points include uh, 2K showcase and my career mode. Uh, plenty of superstars and match types and good WWE presentation. However, ne- negatives include uh, pin and submission mini games and inconsistent character models. Uh, so, Gary, uh, just a few words. Uh, not a bad game, but yeah, good score. No, it, it, it is definitely better than uh, th- than previous years. Uh, it seems that 2K is going uh, a lot more with the simulation than the arcadey stuff, um, uh-huh. which which is. Good and bad if you're if you're into the simulation. I preferred my wrestling games more arcadey; they're a lot more fun. Uh-huh. But this one, this one is still great. Um, like I said, the, the 2K showcase is really good. It mixes um, live footage uh, from back in the day, like the Attitude Era and stuff like that. Um, yeah. yeah. It mixes that and then allows you to play the matches that transpired during like the big rivalries during that time for Stone Cold Steve Austin. It focuses on him. Sweet. Um, 
Yeah, my creation is fun. It, uh, you make your own wrestler. You move up in the ranks from uh, NXT, which is the, the 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 rookie brand, I guess, of WWE, and people move up to the main roster from there. Yeah. Um. So you, you start there. You move up. Um. All the way up to the World Heavyweight Champion. You know, showcase WrestleMania stuff like that. So that that mode is fun. Uh, it does take a long time. There's a lot of stats to to increase and change, and a, a lot of micromanagement. There is very RPG like when yeah. it comes to the 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 my career mode. But yeah, um, the the pin submit the the pinning and the submission system are just awful. Yeah, you mentioned opinion. yeah. Yeah, it's like you you can do like a hundred different moves to somebody at the end of the match and they'll still kick out because it's like before it was based on how much damage and how much stamina your opponent had yeah. uh, to kick out. Uh, now it's just based on a circle that spins and if you can hit X at the right moment uh, <laughs> to align and your character will kick out right away. Uh-huh. And yeah, the AI was way too good for that. <laughs> um, <laughs> But but yeah, it, it is a fun game. Uh, definitely fun. Yeah, the character models, you can really tell which ones they cared about and which ones they didn't, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that bad, huh? <laughs> yeah, like one character looks like he's lifelike. Like Randy Orton, for example, looks like a real person. Like so much detail, the muscle deformation when they do the moves, everything looks amazing. And then you pick another character like Chris Jericho and he looks like he was taken from the PS2 era. Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> Hell is that? The the worst offense is all the female wrestlers. They didn't care about. Oh, unfortunately, really? <laughs> like, I'm surprised there's not like this rage going on because all the female wrestlers look like they're pulled from the PS2 era. And yeah. Okay. <laughs> cool. Well, cheers Wait. for that, guys. Yep. Um. Next up, we have. Uh, Corpse Party Blood Drive. This is by Aaron Varsney. Um, he gave us a 5 out of 10. Uh, he summarised, fans of the series will take plenty from the oppressive narrative conclusion of the saga. Well, some flawed gameplay mechanics hold it back from being a game of any substance. So sorry about my yawn mid-sentence there. It's getting a bit late. <laughs> he said, uh, uh, the plus points include the, fan, uh, the fantastic story for the plot twist, cute graphics and superb voice acting. However, the negatives include flawed gameplay mechanics, finding items can be archaic, and too much backtracking. Oh, that's an ugly word, backtracking. Um, last but not least, chaps, we have um, Poncha PS4 review by JP John Paul Jones. Um, I didn't actually notice this um, go up, so that's pretty cool. I must have my head buried in something too much. Um, I, I, I blame all that drinks. Ah, uh, yeah. Or were, um, were you too breast busy you know, pushing up a, a bus? Cool, okay. <laughs> I do apologise if you just picked that up there. Um, we're having some water maintenance done downstairs. Uh, the stop clock has been leaking, so I've uh. just been informed that I'm not allowed to flush the toilet or use the water. <laughs> no! Uh, yeah. Um... Yes, where were we? I'm Poncho, PS4 review. Uh, 8 out of 10. Uh, a wonderfully fresh take on the apocalypse with some stunning pixel art visuals and pixel-perfect platforming. A handful of bugs and glitches occasionally infuriate, but aren't enough to significantly compromise what is an otherwise tremendously enjoyable experience. Um, JP said the uh, plus points include uh, the gorgeous pixel art visuals and chip-tuned soundtrack, 
Uh, the layer switching ability feels fresh, and the platforming and puzzles both feel solidly executed. Uh, however, negatives include layer switching ability can make knowing where to jump quite tricky, and the glitches and pug, uh, bugs disappoint. What so, you yeah. saying, pogs? For a second there, glitches and pogs. Glitches and bugs. Sorry, not pogs. <laughs> Did I say pogs? <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. I miss pogs. I want to play some pogs. Oh pogs. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> cool. Um, right. Well, now we move on to the part where we chat about what games we've been playing. Um, ben, I actually need to um, quickly go talk to someone downstairs. So, do you mind if I hand it over to you and Gary first, so you can discuss that, and I will be back literally in just a minute. Or yeah. Yeah. Sure. We'll, cool. so, we'll um, see you yeah. in a minute. Cool, I will hand it over to Ben, and he will tell you what games he's been playing, followed by Gary. Uh, take it away, Ben. Well, I've been pl- I finished Assassin's Creed Syndicate, that was good. I've been, I play- I bought some more stuff on Warframe, so I've been playing that a little bit more. I've been on a bit of Destiny, but I've been mainly watching Netflix this week, because I'm just really excited for Fallout next week, and I've got a trip next week as well, so that'll be interesting. And I've also been playing a bit as well when the servers are up. And I really enjoy quite a lot. Um, I wish I could name the game, but then I would probably get told That's off. So, so stupid. You can't name the game even though it appears on your name when, like, when people will get you. Well, you know, if you say what I've been playing, technically I've not broken any NDA. <laughs> Because you saw it on my friends list. That's, uh, I guess, yeah. But I, I could <laughs> say it. Should I say it? Yeah, go on, say it. Yeah, ben, man, I've been watching you playing like this game from Gearbox. I think it's, I think it's called like, Battleborn. I, I don't yeah. know. I, maybe I've been playing blah, blah, blah. If you're <laughs> on my friends list, you'll know what I've been playing. So, yeah. Yeah. That's what it looked like. I don't know if I'm like confused or, or yeah. what. But... Yeah, maybe I've been on Battleborns. <laughs> Dragonborns. That's awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, so yeah, I've been playing that quite a bit. Um, but decided it'll be a technical test for me. Um, anyway, now that, now that that's been leaked, oops, what a shame. I only have 800 friends on my PSN list. That's not going to be suspicious anyway. Um, Jesus, Ben. You did all the cap with 1,000, right? I thought it was 2,000. Did they increase it to 2,000? Yeah, I thought so, yeah. Oh, Jesus. What, what are you going to do with all those people? <laughs> Make what an army. Somebody? And you've got to scroll down 800 people. <laughs> I do already. When, I'm, when someone's online, I have to scroll past 140 people sometimes. I, I really hope they include friend notification when they sign on. <laughs> <Sound. laughs> and you can't turn it off. <sighs> friend is online. Friend is online. Friend is online. Friend is online. Go away! It just doesn't end. <laughs> what would be annoying was if it doesn't sort of... Dis- it stacks. You know, it, no. it doesn't just stay in the corner. It stacks. Yeah, for every friend. So yeah, they get people walk on so fast that it just can't keep up, and it just stays there the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just thinking oh. it, it, a box goes underneath it because it's got one on top. So imagine yeah. that the whole screen just gets turned into friends online notification screen. 
<laughs> Can't see the game. See a corner of the game. See the map no. of the game. I, I don't know how much health I have. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> My health bar is a mystery to me. Uh, where am I? I don't know. The friend notifications blocked my map. <laughs> fantastic. I'm sorry to uh, derail you there. That's okay. Uh, we've got to make time while Mike runs away anyway. So, uh, so yeah, that's what I've been playing. Warframe and Destiny. Is there still a huge following for Warframe on PS4? It's pretty big still, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. do by chance have, like, have they released, like, numbers or anything? I don't think so, but I know I'm in a club of about 200 people in it. Oh, my God. Yeah, so they recently oh, anna- they anna- they just gave away something nice on Warframe this week because it's the anniversary of the PS4 release. Uh-huh. They gave everyone a free scarf, bobblehead, color palette, and a uh, sigil, an emblem to wear. As a thank you. Uh, I'm surprised they haven't released a skin to um, the main character from uh, Dark Sector since the game is technically a, a sequel to Dark Sector. Uh, you mean um, Excalibur? No, well, it was Dark Sector. No, I meant that they've got a Warframe called Excalibur that's pretty much the same as the Dark Sector thing. Oh, really? Like with the disc? Yeah. Weapon? Yeah, it's called oh, the Glaive. Nice. nice, nice. Yeah, it's a Glaive. In fact, for a limited time only, they had a skin that was designed off the glaive from Dark Sector. You know, they should make a dungeon, like an anniversary dungeon of yeah. that game, and send you back to to yeah. to Earth and and like play through a dungeon from the first game from Dark That'd Sector. That'd be good. <laughs> but yeah, so anyway, people are complaining about the free gifts, so it makes me sad. Why would you complain about free stuff? Because the sigil looks like, kind of looks like the one from last year. And the the scarf you could get last year as well. So they complained that they yeah they wanted something else. And I'm back. Welcome back. Thanks. It it just made me facepalm. I was happy with the bobblehead. I love my bobbleheads. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, anyway, that's what I've been playing, Gary. What have you been playing? What have I been playing? Um, well, yeah. you read the review. I I've been playing WWE 2K16. Uh, had quite a bit of fun there, uh, especially with my friends. Uh, had some nice uh, ladder matches there. A lot of rage and anger between us, mm-hmm. um, as always. Uh, <laughs> That's um, the fun of ca- well, catch up though. <laughs> still playing uh, Mario Kart Eight, just having a complete blast with that game. Um, just, it's still so much fun. I, you know, the one thing I'll say about Mario Kart Eight is I don't know why they did it, but I really miss the fake item box that you can put down in previous Mario Kart games. Like, they removed it, and I don't know why it was the best weapon. Yeah, it's really good. It gets everybody all the time. And, yeah, it doesn't exist anymore, which Uh is a shame. Yeah, but, yeah, just just a lot of fun, a lot of laughter. Uh, Definitely a fun game to play with friends. Especially if you're in the same room. Um... I'm also playing uh, Darksiders 2, the Definitive Edition. Um, just posted my review right now, so whenever that gets posted on the site, I look forward to that. I enjoyed the stream, by the way. Oh, the stream where I crashed four times? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's because I was there, so it made sense. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, the stream The stream is fun. I enjoyed the stream. Um, I need to stream some more, actually. 
I, I will stream more games in the future. Um, I'm also playing uh, Legend of Heroes Trials in the Sky second chapter. Uh, I'm playing it on my Vita. It's a PSP game um, from back in the day. Um, they just barely released it now. It's been in translation hell for the last four and a half years. Um, if people don't know what's been going on, like I, even if you're not into the game, go. there's an article online, I believe it's on Kotaku, where they talk about what the developers went through translating that game. And it'll give you a whole new light in what it takes to translate a, a Japanese game into English. It is hell. It is like literally hell. <laughs> uh, one guy actually tried to commit suicide while he was translating the game. That's how bad it was. Bloody oh. hell. What was that? I said bloody hell. <laughs> yeah, like he stabbed himself in the chest with a knife because he just, yeah. It was bad. Um, but yeah, finally that game is out. Uh, I'm playing that. The game has a lot of dialogue. I believe the core story in that game is the size of about four novels. Um. That's just the core story. That's not even the side quests or anything like that. So there's a lot of dialogue. Um, so it's going to take me a little while to get through it. But um, look forward to that review hopefully soon. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, I'm also playing the Dragon Ball Z Dokken Battle on my phone still. Uh, they're doing the uh, Resurrection F event right now, which is pretty cool. You can get Gold Frieza, Super Saiyan, Blue, Goku, um, nice. Policeman Krillin. Which, yeah. Um, but that event is going on. Uh, it's going to go on until the, the 1st of December. So plenty of time to to uh, get a lot of medals there and awaken your characters. Uh, you get a free um, Super Saiyan Blue Goku, too, as well, if you log in twice consecutively for two days. Oh, nice. so that's pretty cool. I'm about to log yeah. in again. Yeah, just log in twice in a row, back-to-back, uh, -back, and you should get that character for free. Nice. Other than that, yeah, that, that's that's all I've been playing. Cool, man. And to you. Yeah. Um, oh, God, I don't think... I haven't actually been on that much, to be honest. Um, well, obviously, I've been on Assassin's Creed because um, I've been playing through that still, obviously, for review and stuff and still tidying stuff for uh, just finishing up, like, some of the questions stuff from what I did uh, for review and everything. Um, still enjoying it. Um, I... Um, I, I'm trying to, um, there's so many collectibles in it as well. There's a lot of collectibles and usually I don't go for that kind of stuff, but I am finding myself compelled to hoover those up. So I've been trying to collect a lot of the stuff in there. I've been buying like treasure maps and stuff to help out with that. Um, I've also been, um, apart from that, I haven't, um, haven't actually been on Destiny lately. I've actually been giving that a break. Um, I've been on, um, as Gary will know from just before the podcast, which I was playing on, <laughs> I've been on, uh, Resident Evil 2 on my Vita, uh, playing for Leon's A scenario. I almost bloody died, which is really embarrassing. I got, almost got um, killed by a friggin' liquor because uh, it did its mid -air, it did its jumping attack on me, and I didn't man, didn't raise my shotgun enough uh, in time to like knock it out of the air. So it almost it got me with that, which put me in caution, and then hit me again and took me down to like really bad caution. Almost one of one smidge, I was smidging away from danger, <laughs> so that was embarrassing. <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, I'm I surprised still... you're still getting hit in that game, Mike. <laughs> <With how laughs> oh. you, it, you should 
You should do a speed run of that game and break the world record. <laughs> oh, God. No, that's the thing. I mean, I, I love these games. I've been playing them for years, but I'm not actually that great at them. I mean, yeah, I can be quite good, but I tend to just, like, I never speed run through them. I just play it from the enjoyment of the story, and I still read all the files. I investigate all my keys and stuff. I examine all my items and read every all the, all the, you know, when you click X on the environment to read the dialogue. I do all of that shit still. I love it. And, um... Uh, yeah, I mean, I still, I still do get like bit by zombies and stuff like that, and I, I guess it's just down to carelessness and stuff. Because I didn't have the, I never really had the, because um, I never did the uh, speed runs and stuff. Obviously, with speed runs, you don't want to get hit because it slows you down and stuff anyway. So people are really, but the people who do that know when to dodge and how to dodge and are really good at that kind of stuff. Because I never went in for that. I didn't really come and pick up that kind of like mentality. So I'm still a bit. I'm not actually that great when it comes to avoiding the creatures and stuff. And although, to be fair, the liquor thing was just bad luck. I knew how to avoid them and stuff. I just didn't realize how slow Leon was aiming his shotgun. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, but no, I love that game. I still can't believe it's getting remade. I mean, it's amazing. I, I don't, when it gets remade, when it comes out, I'm still going to play the original one. I still play the original Resident Evil, even though that's been remade. And I love the remake, but I still love the original game. So I'm not going to... I'm never going to stop playing the original uh, Resident Evil 2, but I really can't wait to see what they do with that. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, I'll probably end up going through. I really want to uh, start some of the old Tomb Raiders again and go on some of uh, go on Resident Evil 3 as well at some point. Um, oh man, the Tomb Raider games have not aged very well, Mike. Huh? I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> oh, the two, what the old Tomb Raider games? Yeah, the PS1 Tomb Raider games. Oh right, yeah. I'm not really. Um, I can. Um, I, I've re- uh, age. The age of these games never really bothers me for some reason. It, I know that a lot of people can't play some older games because they've aged and stuff, which is fair enough. But it doesn't bother me at all for some reason. I don't know why they're just so woven into my DNA. But I can just switch. I'm one of those people who can play a, an up to date game. Go on like Destiny, Call of Duty, Assassin's Creed, whatever, and I can just switch back into like I don't know retro mode. Without even thinking about it, it doesn't bother me at all. It's crazy. I, I guess, um, I, I don't know why, because some people can't do it. My friend can't do it. My mate Tim, he, he can't go back to some of the old games and stuff. And like you said, you know, for you, Tomb Raider's age pretty badly and stuff. So, um, but like, I'm fine going back and playing old games too, but like Tomb Raider. Yeah, some, some, it's... I guess some have aged more than others. Oh, you should have been at Eurogamer. It was hilarious. We just played. Uh, Mirror's Edge Catalyst. Oh, yeah. I know. I think, no, we were, we were lining up for Star Wars, actually. We would watch the people play it, me and Stephen. Yeah. Uh, Stephen's our boss, as anyone who listens knows. Uh, and then we went over to the retro area because we had to wait 15 minutes to play Star Wars. I know, 15 whole minutes. <laughs> um, so we went to the retro area and we found someone, uh, most of the games are being played, actually, except for Duck Hunt. Oh, brilliant. You could see Stephen's face getting really excited playing Duck Hunt. It was hilarious. What, they look... had that set up, did they? Yeah, it was set up. Oh, wicked. Yeah, Eurogame always has a retro area where they've got the Mega Drive, Nintendo, Atari's. Oh, all wow. Dark. Honestly, I had no idea they did that. Seriously, yeah. they've got yeah. like, Mega Drive games and stuff? Yeah, they've got an old retro area. Oh, that's great. That's Genesis, by the way, Gary, for you yeah. and any Americans listening. Genesis. Yeah, they had PS1s and PS2s this year to celebrate PlayStation. Oh, did they have, um, what, did you see any? Wait, wait, wait a minute. Duck Hunt was Nintendo. What are you talking about? 
Yeah, they had Nintendo Entertainment there as well. They had the NES as well. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, I thought yeah. you were talking about Duck Hunt on the Genesis. I was like, no, no, oh, no. They had they had the Genesis there as no, well. No, they had all different ones. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. All different yeah, did, consoles. Did you see Resident Evil. God, they should. <laughs> no, they they... should remake Duck Hunt, man. Oh, that'd be amazing. But yeah, Stephen's face when he was playing Duck Hunt, he looked more excited to play Duck Hunt than he did Star Wars. <laughs> oh, Duck Hunt, that is great. I've still got that. Still got my copy of yeah. Duck Hunt and Mario Brothers on the NES. So yeah, that was... Yeah, some people can be like that. They don't care about the graphics. It's just... It's like, it's like how does this work? <laughs> it's like, you know how- what the funniest thing is? Seeing teenagers play those old games who have never played them before. They're just like... <laughs> it's like they're bloody trying to read uh, read another yes. language or yes, something. Yes, trying to... Sort of, how, how do I play... It's like, oh, watch it. How do I put this game into the console? Like, really, really, yeah. is that problem? Yeah, really. What's a, car- what's a cartridge? Literally, I remember watching one, and they said the NES looked like a VCR player or something. It's like what? Really? What I, 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 well, I think is really, you, you use USB drives all the time, right? Yeah. How is it any different than that? Yeah. <laughs> you, there's a slot. There's a slot. In. You plug it in. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, uh. <laughs> uh, well, um, it's getting really late here, and I should start wrapping this up, actually. But that was uh, really cool, guys. That was good fun. Um, we, uh, oh yeah, of course. Before we start closing down, uh, if you guys want to contact us at all, um, you can uh, contact the main podcast at podcast at psu dot com, which no one sadly does anymore. We nah. seem to stop getting emails from our even our super fans, like. Um, uh, Brett Johnson, I think, and obviously Alfonso. We haven't heard from him for God knows how long. Is he even listening still? I hope he's still listening, man. Give us an email sometime. <laughs> um, if you want to contact us individually, you can. You can e- uh, email me at mike.harridance at psu.com. Uh, ben, uh, why don't you tell people how they can stalk you? Uh, you can stalk me at ben.shillabethall at psu.com. Chile on Neogab, Chile on PSN, Chile on everything. Chili underscore UK on Twitter. Um, I mean, if we keep this up, I can get to a thousand friends. Oh my god! I have eight hundred and ten friends on PSN. Oh Jesus, that's insane! <laughs> if we can keep getting this up, I'll be at a thousand soon enough. That's one epic party chat. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. Awesome. Uh, yeah, help Ben get to a thousand friends. It's yeah. Cause. Um, uh, Gary, how can people uh, stalk slash follow you? <laughs> um, you can do all that nice stuff on my Twitter. That's at Gagwalush. That's G-A-G-L-A-U-S-H. Or at my PSU email at Gary. That's G-A-R-R-I at PSU.com. Epic. Awesome. Uh Ben, do you have anything to say quickly to I yeah, know that you've... Yeah, I've got a couple of shout-outs. Yeah, go for it, yeah. I want to make a shout-out to your chin. I hope you're having a good holiday. I wish you could be on the podcast soon, but I know you're on holiday. Uh, I want to shout-out to my friends, uh, Denshu or Sophie. I hope she's doing well. Uh, I know you're listening to the podcast, so hello. Hey, awesome. Hello. And Evolved Male. I want to give a quick shout-out to his podcast. Um, you can check him on Twitter... Uh, you can. I'd recommend watching his Twitch streams. He streams Final Fantasy fourteen plus other games occasionally. It's not very NS. No, it's not very NSFW. It's a weird sender, but it, it is good streams. Well, he is, but his chat isn't. But yeah, yeah, 
It's, it, it, I do recommend him. He's one of the best Final Fantasy streamers out there. And he listens to the podcast, so you should email us sometime. Just, yeah, please, even please. if though you contact me on Twitter, you should still email me just to, just so we can actually get emails to shout out. <laughs> um, apart from that, I just want to make sure everyone knows that I'll be doing a giveaway in December, like every other year. Uh, it'll start December 1st, and I'll be giving away PSN credit from December 1st to December 25th every day. Awesome. Wow. I, can I also announce the giveaway? Yeah, yeah, go for it. That's what it's section four. Go for it, yeah. Yeah, I will also be doing a giveaway. Uh, I'll probably announce it uh, next week if I'm on the podcast. Um, If not, I'm hoping to uh, write up an article so you guys can can participate in that. I'll be giving away um, a North American uh, PSN code for uh, The Witcher 3 Hearts of Stone, the DLC that came out. Um, It's pretty much like a whole game. It's over 10 hours long. So if you've played The Witcher 3 um, and you want this... Um, stay tuned. It'll be a three-question um, thing that you have to answer. If you answer all three questions, um, after a while, I'll randomly select somebody, and uh, you'll get the code. It's for North America, so but anybody can participate if they want to. Just make sure that if you do, you'll need a North American copy of the game to play it. Yes. And a North American okay. PSN account. Yes. <laughs> Sweet. Uh, I have a couple of shout-outs, actually. Because um, it was the uh, Golden Joystick Awards last week, I met, met up with a bunch of um, cool people. Um, uh, Richard, who's a friend of um, our boss, Stephen, um, who I've met through him, uh, he was there with he was there as well, so that was cool to see him again for a second year. Um, my mate Adam, who I used to work for years and years ago before I was getting paid to do games journalism, this is when I was starting out, um, he gave me a head start on his website, which is still going, uh, VG Reloaded. Um, so, hi, Adam. Good to meet up with you again. And also, Ruth and Vicky, who I met at the same event, uh, we were all, <laughs> unfortunately, turned down for the after party for some colossal screw-up. It turns out we actually could have got in in the end, but I won't go into that. But, um, yeah, we got turned down at the time, so we went off. Well, that PGI. sucks. Yeah, we, 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 uh, <laughs> we ended up going to TGI Fridays in the end and just had a chat about games all evening, so it was still pretty awesome. So um, she actually might, uh, they might actually might be, or at least Vicky uh, might be guesting on the podcast at some point. So that's cool. So hello to you girls. Um, that, so that was, that was a pretty cool time, regardless of getting turned down for an after party. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, I think you well, win in the end with that, yeah, that storyline. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> um, well, that's been episode 98. Two more episodes to go until we reach that magic hundred mark. And I can't wait. Um, Thanks for joining me today, guys. It's been great fun. Um, I hope to see you again next week. I will definitely be on next week. And, um, yeah, thanks for joining me. And thanks for listening, guys. Everyone listening, the rest of the staff, all our regular listeners, thank you very much. And thanks for keeping us alive so we can get to 100. It's going to be, should be pretty good. We're going to have some guests on, a couple of other things as well, if all goes to plan. Um, Also, sorry, uh, but we didn't get to do a Halloween podcast this year. I know Dane was looking forward to that, but schedules and everything and um, various other things prevented us from doing that. Um, But yeah, uh, that's been episode 98. I'm signing off. Thanks very much, guys, for joining me. That's been great fun. Uh, It's good night from me. And it's good night from him. See you later, guys. Thank Pog for me. (laughs) (laughs) Peace out. I'll do.